Hello, everybody, and welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony, and joined with me today are the other file types in my folder. Gentlemen, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves, starting with the beep bop booby bop Jerry. Uh, Armos, checking in. Uh, your, you know, friendly, uh, warlock. Not so friendly sometimes, but, you know, PNG. I'm a, I'm a PNG, definitely. You know, good old images. Small file size. What about, uh, Dan over there? Hi, I'm Dan. I play Minus Pebble Walker, tiny little Swarm Keeper Ranger. Uh, Minotaur uh, is my race, and I am the GIF in this folder. <laughs> what? <Okay. laughs> you got it right. right. He said it right. He yeah. said That's it right. right. I am GIF. Deal with it. Yeah, he, he means GIF, dude. No, he means Get the GIF. Fuck. I don't care what you really mean. Jiffy Moms choose GIF peanut butter, okay? It's the name of it. That's the reason behind it. It's GIF. Right. Regardless of the debate, that's how I've always said it from the start. So, so can I like introduce myself? You guys can keep yeah, talking. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, sorry. I am Alec. I play Drell the Ashborn, and I'm the good old .txt. You know what I'm saying? Text files. Oh, What's up? Love that. Straight to the straight to the fucking point. Ooh, nice. And I'm the DM, and I'm the chaotic FLV file. How you doing? I'm here to fuck everything up because you realize you recorded Blech. in the wrong media format. How you doing, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how many nights I've lost to the fucking FLV file because you can't convert it to any fucking self. It's a whole fucking thing. Uh, but how's everybody doing? You guys ready for session 35, boyos? Uh, yeah, yeah never I'm been more ready for anything. Yeah, I want to see what the hell happened. Ooh. So if you could just give us a rundown, that'd be great. So yeah, I'm going to do the rundown <laughs> this week. And oh, I want the recap. Well, you will do the recap. But you know the deal, before we do the recap, we gotta do the rundown. This week, I wanna talk about Instagram. Follow us at ddpod404, as we are going to start posting more. <clears throat> a little glimpse into the lives beyond the pod. That's ddpod404 on the Insta. The links are also down below. And I also wanna shout out one more thing. That's right, by the time, believe it or not, by the time this episode drops, Melody will be one years old. Her birthday's Woo! on June 25th. Yeah, I know. Wow. Would you believe it? I kept a Claps. little I kept a little human being alive for full rotation. Goodness. Crazy. crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. She needs oh. to upgrade, update her uh, character sheet. Yeah. <laughs> She's about to level up. And uh, up of course, with the immaculate help and amazing help of the Lady DM, of course, of course. But yeah, Melody, if you're listening to this many years into the future, happy birthday. I love you. And I hope to run some D&D adventures with you. Well, you know, when you can read, of course. <laughs> Let's get into the recap. In our last session, the party take to the burning streets of Dilmore. The night sky is filled with smoke and ember. Eaten corpses fill the roads and zombies flood the streets. The heroes head straight into the knots as deep roars of an undead ogre echo into the night. There, in the knots, Red Guard members, along with their captain Treyas, are surrounded by an undead horde facing down an undead ogre. But wait, betrayal? As Drell rushes into the fight to fight the ogre, Armos, Armos's greed takes over and attacks Minus for blood shards. After some <clears throat> friendly conflict, Treyas slays the beast. Drell slaps some sense into Armos, and in a last-ditch effort, Armos 
absorbs the perfect blood shard into his tome. With a massive shockwave that overtakes the city on the gem's destruction, all of the undead drop to the floor. But it's not over. A black smog figure rises from the remains of the blood shard, staring down our heroes. Bard, play that intro and get on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. You are still in the knots within the city of Dilmore. The city is currently burning down. When, when Armos absorbed the blood shard, the perfect blood shard, into his tome, a massive shockwave erupted from its destruction. Now, this shockwave uh, put out most of the fires, but the city is still in pretty bad shape. But all the undead have dropped, and none of them are getting back up. They look dead dead. When you guys come to, there is this floating in front of you. There's this large, smoky black figure hovering and floating in the middle of the air from where the gem was destroyed. Almost, you're like right under it. Drell and Minus are actually on a roof when they were trying to escape. Treus was climbing up a grappling hook. And then Armos did this cool running baseball slide because Minus horrifically whiffed the gem toss to Armos and Armos had to go run towards a horde of zombies and risk his life to try to destroy the gem which he did, but out rose this blackish, smogish, smokyish figure. Okay. Almost when you destroyed the gem for a second, so much power surged into the gem that everyone around you saw a alternate form of you. Minus and Drell also saw this form for but a second. You grew a second tail. You were slightly larger. You had these deer-like horns that just antlered out. They saw the flames cracked and surging through your body. Reginald even looked different as his fur was pure white as an after image of his truer form glimpsed for a moment as well. You weren't knocked out. You were knocked down by the force, but you have this crazy surging power through you that's coming straight from the tone. You can add plus four D4 to all attacks. Ooh, the time being this large black smogish figure erupts out begins to float down the floor level and as it floats down it becomes a little bit smaller to human size its eyes are sunken in does not look human the only humanoid characteristic is that it has two arms and it has somewhat of a human face but it does not keep a consistent face it's just its facial features are just like moving where you can see like a mouth, uh, empty eye sockets, and like maybe some elvish ears, some pointish type ears, but everything looks like a humanoid cloud. Treyas is on the grappling hook that he was climbing up, and as he sees this smokish figure appear, he goes in disbelief and slides back down to the floor. Drell and Minus, you have no idea what this thing is. Almost. You might know what this looks like, given your colorful past. I want you to go ahead and roll me a history check with advantage. 
plus five to history. So I got a one, my first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I got a 13. <laughs> this thing looks familiar to you. With a 13, you know that this is a being created out of being cursed. You know the smokish figure as an Alep. What Alep's are, they are created in many different ways. When alive, they were cursed with knowing such knowledge that drives them mad. And upon dying, they turn into one of these creatures. You can probably guess that given the fact that the gem was connected to Yuri and that you destroyed the gem and that he was bounded to the gem, that this is probably Yuri's soul in a tormented form that you just released out into the world. Fellas, go ahead and roll initiative for me. Oh, no. Oh, God. Uh, dirty 20. Ooh. 11. 9. We are now in combat as this, as sounds of horrific shrieks emanate from this ghostly being as you guys kind of clench your ears to try to block out the shrieks. Drell, up in the rooftops next to Minus, what are you doing? Oh, I am holding my action. End of turn. No, I'm kidding. Can I can I see can I do like a perception check to see like if he's like if he's looking like aggro towards Armos or like 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 I guess what is the mental state of this thing? You know that that feeling you get when you see a building on fire and you're like that's not right. Uh-huh. It's kind of like that. Very unsettled. It's a big ghost thing. Uh, okay, so I think I actually am gonna, like, all jokes aside, I am gonna hold my action. Um, I kind of just want to see, like, what's gonna happen. Okay, so you're gonna go ahead and hold your action. We're gonna go down to initiative 20, which is Treyas and this thing. Treyas is gonna go first. As Treyas hits the floor, sliding down in disbelief, he looks at the figure. And... From his facial expression, you can kind of guess that he knows what this thing is, but he can't believe he's looking at it. And you see him grip his sword as the sword begins to glow in holy radiant energy. He's going to cast Bless. Yo, say less. So Treus grips his sword. It glows with this radiant energy, and he thrusts it up into the air like He-Man, like I have the power. Of the three creatures, which is you three. So whenever you make an attack roll, or you need to make a saving throw, you get to add a D4 onto that. It's gonna go to this smog. Pronounce smog. Schmog. 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 This beast looks around with its empty eyes and plague expression, but its mouth looks like it's forever screaming and it becomes wider and wider. Almost, you see the depression in his mouth sink deep as it looks like he's about Scream. I need everyone to make me a wisdom saving throw with DC 14. He's dumb. Shrieks and yells in tongues and in a language you cannot understand. Passed. I passed as well. So I get to add, I get I get to add four to this, right? Well, or a, a D4. D, a, a D4. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, wow, Dan rule sharking again. Fucking shocker. Uh, y- you said it as I said it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 14. <laughs> That's a four on my D4. This thing is speaking tongues like as it's sounding so loud that the undead bodies are like rumbling away from it a little bit. You guys all pass. I mean, Drill did 
um, listen to heavy metal as a kid, so he's pretty much used to that. <laughs> so everyone passes. As you guys listening to this madness, you guys menace and drill, you guys realize that as you break free from whatever he's trying to say to you, you are clenching your weapon and you felt like if you didn't snap too, you were going to do something with the weapon out of your control. We're going to move to initiative 11, almost. Well, I would... I'm assuming I'm, I was like still either kneeling or dealing with the thing. So I like sit upright with my fully invigorated from the soul stone, stand up straight and then hit him with some Eldritch Blast. Yeah, go ahead and roll a hit. So I cast Eldritch Blast and I rolled a 30. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Fudge sickle. So I think I hit him. And uh, <laughs> so then from there, uh, I cast my first day. This is my first damage. So it's a. <laughs> okay, so first I crit, obviously, on my hit. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> so I roll for damage and it came out to 11. But then I have to do the plus fours. Ready and blah. <laughs> blah. <laughs> so my first Eldritch Blast goes, crits, and hits for 35 damage. Jeez, okay, so I'm gonna roll this again. Oh, and guess what? We're on the other side. I rolled a nat one. Look at that. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you know, oh, you can't win faded. them all. You can't win them all. God. Yeah, this next one's gonna be easy. I miss mispronounced or misfingered a way of casting my spells that uh, it goes bleh and just falls straight to the ground. Just kind of like a a, a big old thing of jello just hits the ground and I just sit there and look at it. <laughs> You go ahead and go anyway. So I started blasting and one blast hits him right in his jaw as a hole where smoke was. Just, this blast goes right through him, leaving a crater of a hole in his in his smokish body as his mad babbling stops. And he goes, Quite honestly, it sounds about the same to me, but yeah. Yeah, I think I hit it. I did a good thing. Woo. Proud of you, buddy. We're gonna go ahead and move to initiative nine, Minus. <laughs> All right, let's do this, Sid. And I'm gonna cast uh, Fairy Fire <laughs> on this smoke thing. Uh, it has to do a, a DC 13 dexterity saving throw or be uh, covered in light. You got a net one. This thing gets illuminated. Sid goes. It begins to glow the color of your choice. Oh, it's uh, this one is definitely red. As Sid's core of energy starts to glow red, his inner essence glows red. It becomes, it pops out, and this this ghostly figure now is now illuminated in all red. Uh, Minus, was that a bonus action or your main action? Uh, spell's main action. Okay, that'd be my last spell, by the way. As I jump over to the next roof next to me to get a little further away from this thing. Moving to initiative one, Drell, go ahead and take your held action. Okay, so I am just gonna use it as movement. Um, I, so I'm gonna move, hop off the roof. Um, I'm gonna slide down the rope so I don't take any fall damage. <laughs> 
and then I'm gonna try to move myself uh, to the other side of the, like the back side of the beast. Uh, like it's since he's like facing Armos. Absolutely. As you run and slide down the rope, go ahead and make me an athletics check. Uh, that's a 26. Hey, you run and you slide yeah. down that rope with ease as you roll into action and get and flank up on this ghost creature. You are now standing behind. Um, and then I'm going to bonus action go into my final rage. So, yeah, that is my held action. Yo, he went down that rope so nicely that there's a guy that on his last breath. He sees it and it's just. Gives yeah, no, no rope burn on the hands either. When I slid down. Treyus is next to the rope, you know, holding his sword as he's blessing everybody. He goes, blessings are blessings, stars upon stars, illuminating. That, that was pretty cool. Like, as he sees you slide yeah. down. I've been practicing. It's all in the glutes, really. You just gotta clench the rope with your butt. <laughs> Miss writes that down in his notebook. <laughs> oh, with the butt. Oh, <laughs> oh I gotta get myself a couple of glute machines in the Red Guard Guild. Yeah. The gym. yeah, it's. I mean, you don't even really need machines. It's all uh, calisthenics. Yeah, really, it's just yeah. all, it's all squats. Yeah, and the rope just <laughs> actually. Slides. See, that's the thing is people think think people think it's in the squats. It's actually in the lunges. You know, you just got to get it in. Drell, oh, hit the damn thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> so the rope just slides uh, between the glutes. Okay, Muna, we're going to go to initiative 20. Yeah, so like I was saying, oh, shit. Okay, and then uh, I'll um activate my... my I'm going to activate my axe for the final time today. Uh, marmalade. And then... <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, hey, uh, hey, fuck face. And then I'm just gonna try to just attack the monster, the shadowy figure as it's like looking at Armos. Okay, thank you for the fairy fire. Oh, true. <laughs> um, that's a, f God, dude, I rolled like ass. That's a 14 to hit. That hits, roll, roll for damage, my friend. Thank Jesus. <laughs> uh, that is 21 damage. Ooh, you? slash through this shadowy figure in like a cool Shoryuken uppercut as you slice this ghost in half. As you slice this ghost in half with your icy axe, it goes The smoke, the smog does not reform, but still moves as if the smoke was connected. It's gonna move down to initiative 18. Treyus goes ahead and takes a charge action as he slides his radiant sword on the ground and goes to make an attack. Oh my god, he got a nat 20. Wow. Treyus runs towards the smoky beast, sliding his great sword that is illuminating this radiant energy as he slices in an uppercut type fashion as he now splits into four, dealing 31 damage. A moment of silent passes as Treyus slices his holy blade. You take a moment and it's like, wow, you're really here right now because of how quiet it is. And this thing shrieks like nothing you've ever heard in your entire life. Everyone make me a another wisdom saving throw. For the DC Easy. <laughs> I don't think a D4 is going to help me there. <laughs> Same. Um, I'm gonna use my I'm using my inspiration die to re-roll this wisdom saving throw. Uh, that's a 19. 
Armos, Minus, Treyas all take 13 points of psychic damage as this shriek, <laughs> this howling babble echoes through your mind, reverberating inside of your skull. You are stunned until the end of your next turn. Drell, you take half that. It is going to move into Armos and stop on his space, essentially, as Armos is now inside this black smog. As it stops and begin, <laughs> as it stops and the babbling continues, you take two points of damage. You feel this crushing feeling as it. Uh, Man, this is what Drell must have felt like in that bush. Uh, okay, it was way bigger than a fucking bush. We're gonna move to mission of eleven, which is almost, almost. You are stunned. So I'm stunned. I can't move. I don't have an action, but I can talk in whispers, right? Oh wait, do I have to roll a? Constitution check to hold my spell. Oh, yeah, because you are. Stunned. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, it doesn't say anything about it, so you can go ahead and uh, make a Constitution. It doesn't say it stops okay. it, but because you took psychic damage, go ahead and uh, and you failed the saving throw. Go ahead and make me a Constitution <laughs> check to see if you would maintain the fairy fire. <laughs> that was a seven, so I need a three or a four. That's 50 50 shot on this bless. <laughs> That's a one. The fairy fire drops Uh, as he just returns to this normal, cool black smoke and not this cool red and black smoke. Now it's just normal. He doesn't have the shadow, the hedgehog filter on anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to move to initiative nine, which is Menace, who is also unfortunately Okay, that's my turn. Okay. Moving back to initiative <laughs> 20. Can I use my action to help, like, smack Armos out of it? Just, I want to use it as, like, a help action to try to help. No, he's, him. Out. He'll, he's, he's out. He's out. It only lasts Next for one turn. turn. So. Oh, okay. Um. Then, yeah, then I'll, I'll just go ahead and I'll attack the, the smoke. Um. That's a dirty 20. That hits roll for damage. Yeah. Sick. Um, no whammies. Uh, that's 12 damage. You go ahead and you yeah. slice your axe as you're just chopping more away. And the more you slash at him, more of these pieces come off him, but they're never bounding together. Um, but you can kind of see in its face now that the more you're hitting him, the more motion goes to his face where like features start to blend back in to this ghostly face as you can start to see uh, facial reactions to the attacks. You can see his pupils you can see ears forming and his ears are very sharp kind of like a half elf as you finish your attack you see his mouth limping. so it's going to move to initiative 18 uh trey is a stun so he's going to go ahead and move on his next initiative the ghost is going to go and since he's still in armos almost you're going to go ahead and take another take another two points of damage as the force is crushing in on you in his present and he's gonna go and slash at Drell with his ghostly clawish hand. That is a 14. This is... This thing goes to slash at you and it just misses your head and as it's going past your head, you hear whispers just emanating from its arm. You can't make out any words but you feel yourself wincing at the sound of these maddening whispers. And then... 
as I wince, I try to repost and swing again and try to oh. slice some uppercut with my axe. Oh, that's a 26. Roll for damage. That's 15 more damage. Drell? Mm -hmm. Execute him. Yeah, dude. So I think, um, I think like as the, like, as you said, like I hear like the whispers and it kind of like winces, like it's kind of like not fearful, but I guess Drell doesn't really know what it is. So he's, he's kind of like not freaking out, but he's like caught off guard by it. He kind of just grips his ax a little bit tighter. Um, and I just swing from the bottom of the ghost all the way up, uh, through like the head of the ghost, like out through the, the, the cloud of the, the, the smoke. As you uppercut with this axe, the second your blade, second your blade reaches and exit wounds across his head, there is a blinding light that emanates from its body and another shockwave goes out. Everyone make me a dexterity saving throw to maintain your balance. That would be a 19 for me. 14. Question. Um, since you know I was prepared with this by attacking him, do I get advantage on this? No. Fuck. And I fail. It's a five. <laughs> as, <laughs> as you slice through, this blinding light shines through and it lets out another shockwave, similar to the one where he appeared. Drell, as you slice through, you get knocked on your ass as you just caught off guard as you know for a fact that you just eviscerated this ghost. And then you get knocked forward. Almost minutes, you guys stay on your feet, as well as Treus. And you hear Drell kind of just under his breath say, it's because I wasn't clenching the glutes. <laughs> and then uh, he like falls over. And we don't see this thing anymore? As you put your hands up to shield your eyes from the blinding light, the smog creature is gone. However, there is another being standing before you. In a place where this ghost was slain is a translucent image of a changeling. Looks similar to Groff, but it is by no means threatening. Doesn't look like it has any intentions to be aggressive. The ghostly image that stands before you is somewhat calming. And almost, as you look at this changeling, you know that whatever curse was bound to it is now freed. The being is standing before you and its eyes are closed. Then he opens them. And Armos, as you're looking at this changeling, you feel a familiar presence. Who are you? <laughs> what is your name? How do I know you? So, uh, so Minus, you're still on top of the rooftop. Are you joining the crew? I mean, yeah, he kind of shakes himself off as like, doesn't see the smoke thing anymore after being stunned is like oh did we uh drell did we do it do you, you take care of it uh yeah i mean don't i always take care of it by the way how many points is that <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god. god i'll uh, go through my notes later now's not the time <laughs> yeah by the way down. our most taking all those zombies doesn't really count okay uh <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag um, Armos is winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drell, you get up and focus on this being that stands before you. And without a doubt, the three of you can confirm that this is a ghost or maybe a passing soul as you just free this being from its curse. The ghost of this changeling opens its eyes 
and it kind of looks like Groff, but not as tall, not as bulky. And it looks at the people around it, surrounding him. And then looks at Armos. Goes, he speaks in, although he looks young, like his facial features look young, kind of has an old tone to his voice. He goes, Almost really been some time, hasn't it? I thought you died. What do you mean? Died from where? All those years ago. I didn't think I'd see you standing before me today. Uh, who, who are you? Oh, what happened to you, almost? your old friend Yuri. And he smile turns a bit devious. Yuri? Don't recall. Treya stands up and goes, Luge? And he looks over, gives Treyas a side eye and smiles more and he goes, Ah, Treyas. Looks like you've won this day. So Armos, he looks at you. And then he looks at Reginald. On your shoulder. Reginald goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. As he wasn't expecting to be looked at right in the eyes. And he goes, and Yuri goes, I see the ritual worked somewhat. How curious. I, I take Reginald and I put him under my, my, uh, like arm and kind of protect him with the other hand. <laughs> Let me see, let me see. He's like trying to get around your hand to like look at us like, why can this guy see me? How can he see me? I have to thank you, almost. For what? Though I crave the power sought through the gem, you've finally freed me. Now you can be with my true savior. Our true savior. What? Who? Who is that? Oh, you know. No, I don't. <laughs> tell me. I need to need answers. Uh, I don't know who it is. You could tell me. This <laughs> like clocks over. Drell grips his axe really tight based on what this guy's about to say. I use I use magic hand and cover up uh uh Menace's mouth so that I can get as much information out of this person as I can without <laughs> get interrupted. Yuri, what who are you? From how do you know me? Does Thalor ring a bell? You have this quick vision of the city of Thalor. The, where today is known as Thalor's crater. But you also get the vision. You remember yourself in the city of Thalor. Where you were meeting a bunch of hooded figures. And you remember holding a bag of blood shards. This is way before Reginald. This is way before the botched ritual right before you met Reginald and you're walking with your and, and you remember walking through alleyways in a hood with a group of people holding a bag of blood shards with the intention of doing the ritual when you met Reginald and you that vision expands a little bit more and you look up and you see Yuri in another hood next to you just a few feet ahead of you as you're walking in a group and you remember that you were with him you get this feeling of an alliance of friendship maybe a partnership in that moment and then you come through and you look at him and he says 
as he starts to laugh and his grin becomes a little more devious, he goes, handsome me this almost. After all this time, after all the betrayal, to me, to the cause, to our savior, did you at least succeed in your goal? What was my goal? He laughs and he goes, <laughs> So I guess you didn't get to save her. He disappears as his corporeal no! form <laughs> eviscerates and ascends. I quickly run over to wherever it was and start looking around frantically like, Damn it! We were about to get all the answers! The presence, the energy, the entity that you felt is completely gone and removed. Treyas is standing there. He goes, I guess even evil spirits have some good to them? Because we truly passed on. I think we did him a favor. Minus whispers to Drell, Hey, uh, I can't tell if Armos is good or not. Yeah, I don't think... I. <laughs> Drell looks at Treyas and he's like, what made you think that guy's good based off what he just said? So, what we just fought well, was a cursed soul, and by defeating it, we've essentially set it free. But just because the soul is set free doesn't mean the person or the soul itself was good. It just means it was freed from something even worse. It didn't, it didn't have this evil spirit vibe it had this like it was born again his attentions were clearly devious but it was like he was born anew before passing and his sword hits the ground as he's like scratching his head and he doesn't even treus himself is baffled that he he's experienced he knows a lot and he is devoted in his faith and he knows that ghosts are on some level real and even spirits ascend and we all have souls. But he's never felt something like that. Somebody who was so evil that he sought after, who did evil malicious acts, was truly reborn. Although you guys sense the same intentions. This entire time, Armos is facing away from him and just seething in frustration because he's wanted more answers and his hands are clutched as he's being very frustrated not listening to a thing drell slowly steps back away from armos and like kind of grabs menace and like brings him back with him <laughs> well, well what are we doing what, what i don't know this guy we don't know anything about this guy now dude hey almost reginald is like tapping on your shoulders like checking to see if you're okay he goes, uh, what did you mean by girl? <laughs> Is it her? I don't. Like a girl? I know. I don't know. And then Menace is the next one to come up behind Armo's shoulder. Hey, uh, buddy. You're cool now, right? You're not gonna... And I like wave the bag in front of him. This you don't need this that bad, right? You're not gonna hurt me. Yeah, no, I don't need that. I'm... That's 
also to add on to whatever you just experienced, that surge of power is now gone. Ugh. Makes sense. Uh, no, Menace. I'm just trying to figure out what that was all about. Yeah, that makes yeah. three of us and, for sure. And defeated, uh, I just look around trying to assess the situation that, like, we need to probably get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we can, uh, we can talk about this a bit more later as he tosses the bag back to Drell. Yeah, Drell literally looks, stares almost, like, in the eyes and, like, puts the bag in my pants and puts it <laughs> right next to my dick. And then just pats on it and then puts his shirt back down. Oh, that bag does not Wait, we can, leave we can, my sight. You can get you getting your pubes all over it now. Come on, man. That's, that's just unsanitary. Yeah, Drell like rearranges himself to like just There are souls in that bag. Yeah. And are there are the zombies like gone, by the way? They're not okay, so the zombies aren't gone, but they are lifeless. They are they're not animated, they're just corpses now. Okay. Drell wants to spend the next four hours taking a short rest, searching every single body for gold. <laughs> While the city's on no. fire. <laughs> I'm just uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, it's going to burn. It's going to go to waste anyways, right? <laughs> so this, there's like nothing going on now, but it smells horrific. Buildings are destroyed wherever the undead ogre went. There are some buildings collapsing. There are some buildings that just completely collapsed from them being on fire. It looks like the notch took immense damage as if it wasn't in bad shape already. And Treus comes up to you and goes, we should probably go meet at the camp. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a good yeah. idea. On the way, I kind of want to stop at the perfect tincturer and see if that security robot, you know, is still protecting the place. <laughs> And I want to, I want to, I want to see if it's like completely abandoned or not, because I'm definitely gonna rob this guy if it's not. Okay. So um, before we go though, uh, Minus does ask, "Hey, uh, Treus, you didn't happen to uh, see our friends uh, around in the knots, did you?" He looks down and he looks back to you and he goes, "Unfortunately, I did not." My attentions were elsewhere. Although I can't say I wasn't keeping an eye out, I did not see them in all the carnage. It's possible they hopefully made an escape. Guys, you don't have to come with me, but I'm going to do a quick search by the, uh, you know, the old spot and see if they're hanging out or if, uh, you know, Maybe the worst happened. Okay, cool, Menace. I'll see you later. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> no. I think we can make this may maybe like a quick check or something. But yeah, I'll go with you. We can do a quick lap. Yeah, yeah. Th thanks, Drew. Thanks. Armos, why don't you, you know, stay here and guard the bodies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I need to take a take a lap. <laughs> oh, Some oh you want, so you're saying you want to come? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Drell, Drell looks at him and is like, I with his eyes. <laughs> hey, wherever that bag of soul, soul shards goes, I go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you see Reginald no. on top of a dead body. He goes, you might, you know, 
take this. And he's like holding another hand. And he's like trying to rip an arm off a zombie as he's trying to like eat it. Right. <laughs> as 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 uh, Drell and Menace start walking away, I run over. They hear me in the kind of in the background, uh, yelling at uh, Reginald, like at least cook the thing. <laughs> <laughs> And I run to go. I, I run to go stop him, but also to help him. Like an dente. <laughs> you survey the knots, and you go back to where the thieves' forge was because you remember that just outside the thieves' forge, uh, there was like a little encampment area they set up for everyone inside. Right. Yes. And you don't see anybody who's alive. You do see the bodies that were left there from the fire. You see Jubes' body. Fortunately, oh. Jubes' body was moved, and it looks like her body was collapsed about 30 to 40 feet from where she was laying down on the table. And it looks like she has more wounds, given from the blood stains on her, and the way her face is resting, she was reanimated. Right. You looking for more signs, go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Uh, can we both do one? Yeah, all three of you roll me an investigation check. Well, Armist didn't come well, with this, I thought. Here. Yeah. We both yeah, roll yeah. an investigation check. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow, that is a natural 20. Yeah, I got a 9, so we'll go Holy <laughs> shiza. Minus, you, you're looking around and by the body you see feathers near Jews. Owl feathers. You don't see an owl in body anywhere. You don't see Leslie's body anywhere, but you do see feathers scattered on the floor. You see blood dripping from Jubes' mouth. You see a green headband on the floor. Same as the ones you guys wear. The ones that they gave you. You don't find any bodies that look like any of the shadow smokers. Okay. Yeah, I think Minus takes the headband, puts it in his pocket, kind of kneels down next to Jubes, and uh, he puts a little drawing that he had actually made of, like, the shadow smugglers, kind of just down with the body. Like, uh... All right, Drill, let's, uh... I don't know. Let's get the fuck out of here, right? Did you, like, not want a barrier? You just kind of wanted to, like, walk away? <laughs> he looks around at the fire and the rubble that Juice is under. He's like, I, mean, I don't know if we have time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, what, you're in a rush? I, I don't really get, like... I mean, fuck, all right, fine, dude. I mean, you're... <laughs> Over there talking about how sad you were she died and you just want to walk away. <laughs> like, just, I just saw this like saw like really sad moment and like it's everything's up close, like real cinematic Hollywood. Everything's like, super up close. He goes, You're a good friend, Jubes. And then Jarrell just goes, So you don't want a barrier? And everything just zooms out into perspective. And our business is just like, I don't think we have time. And it's just like complete destruction around you. <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean I mean, I guess I'm thinking like, where do we have to go? This whole city's fucking fucked anyways why not just spend what 30 extra minutes just bury her in the ground but hey I mean 
What do I know? Uh, She's only your now friend. Now is feeling peer pressured with all the no, fire. No, it's fine. Getting it's fine. Closer. Okay. Joe's already walking the, away from it. Okay, the city is not... It's in better shape than it was maybe a half hour ago after everything, but it's like, yeah, maybe with a little TLC, the city could be safe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You place this picture down by Jubes, and you take a moment to, like, remember her. And the sadness is met with an inner calming warmth, similar to when Armos was attacking you for the blood shards, where you saw, where you felt this calming energy, like just beyond him, like a sixth sense. You feel this calming warmth as you take a moment to remember those who have passed. Are you guys leaving the knots? What are you guys doing now? Uh, yeah, I mean, Drell's kind of yeah. just standing there. Like, <laughs> I think he's just going to walk away once Minus is ready. Yeah, we definitely recoup and then walk past the perfect tincture before heading out. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Fuck Thumbus. You walk into the Red <laughs> Spring District, and just like the Knots, the Red Spring District has considerable amount of damage. All the main stores around the town square, the big ones, the real money makers have catastrophic damage you go to the perfect tincture and on the doorstep there's like steps leading into the store is a collapsed animated suit unanimated now uh as you see the blue visor like sparking like it's trying to activate and just fades whenever something walks by you walk into the store and the window was bursted in the shelves are knocked over everything within like the vicinity of the front door is like collapsed and broken as you see some corpses inside the store and at the reception area you go over maybe check out the register or see what's beyond there and there is Gretchen Kathy. damn well I mean I didn't really like her but I mean I didn't think she deserved this yeah I think Menace has no words at this point as he's kind of like his eyes have lost the gloss over them. Minus is kind of just ready to go at this point. All right. Drell looks to see if he can grab any vials on the way out that look like they might still be. <laughs> Make me an investigation Save. check as you like read the room. You're like, oh, maybe this is like wrong. And you're like kind of like, yeah, maybe this isn't the right thing to do. But like you're kicking over like rubble to see if you can find anything. Go ahead and make me an investigation <laughs> check. That's an 18. <laughs> I'm going to roll a d10, and that's how much shit you find. You find, as you're walking out and following Minus and kind of making sure he doesn't see, or maybe Minus is just uh, keeping to himself, you find six potions. They are all unlabeled. You have no idea what they do. Some look red, some look blue, some look yellow. Cool. And, like, um, I guess... Drill's state of mind right now is like, like obviously, like you, like he said earlier, like he didn't want that to happen to Gretchen, um, but I think he's really feeling, um, this is ultimately Thumbus's fault. Like a lot of the stuff that's going on, um, could have been avoided if he wasn't helping smuggle blood shards. Yeah, because I mean, I guess like his more like he's like trying to like be respectful and like of like everyone that passed away, but at the same time he's like. I'm probably going to need these later the way this is going. And he's going to like take them. Yeah, absolutely. You guys leave the city and you leave through the Western gate. 
few moments pass, and you guys walk about half a mile just outside the city walls. As you see some torches and some bonfires, and the closer you get, you start seeing some tents, and it's in a clearing, and there's makeshift barriers, and some of the Red Guard and Towns Guard have just come together to set up a safety parameter the best they can, as there are a large group of people there. There's a lot of people just checking on loved ones. You see some citizens crying as they've clearly lost family members, friends, perhaps the whole livelihood. There, you see guards handing out some water. You do see Ulrich. He is assisting some of the town's guard with their fort fortifications. You see Nalma there. Nalma is handing out bread and water to anyone who looks hungry, handing out some supplies. And you guys are looking for anyone else you may recognize. As you guys find a place to settle. Hey, hey, look, there they are. There they are. Hugh, Baldy, and Leslie run over to you three. Hugh, oh my God, oh, I thought you God. might be dead. Oh, he's my, he's my best friend. And, and Hugh just gives you the biggest hug and then Baldy jumps up top and then, uh, and then Leslie tries to get on top of the dog pile and they're just squeezing you. And you've never felt such a strong hug in your entire life. And they are genuinely relieved to see you safe. Like, oh God, oh, oh minis, minis, please tell me, please tell me everything's okay inside. Please tell me everything's okay inside. I know you went in abandoning. I knew you went in abandoning the seat. Well, uh, I mean, it's not, overrun with zombies anymore what happened in there baldy goes yeah what, what happened in there uh i don't there's a lot that happened guys i mean we can sit down and talk about the full details later but city ain't looking good you looking at leslie and she shies away as she's holding her wing and it's bandaged up. Leslie goes, we could, we could leave out the details for now. And she's holding a wound where you see these gauze, they're just bleeding through. And it looks like she took a massive bite. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I saw Jubes when I was in there. I uh, can kind of guess what happened. I'm sorry you had to go through that, guys. They all go quiet as they take like a moment. So the three of you are in this encampment. So as you guys like settle down and finally catch your breath, fighting these zombies, this ghost, an undead ogre, Groff, almost getting this information that makes no sense to him as he thought he got one step closer and took three steps back. Treus makes his rounds and they are counting up the dead some more time passes the sun begins to rise you guys are resting and eating your rations maybe having some bread uh, bread and water feeding yourselves but none of you can really sleep just yet yeah well I think we definitely I don't know what you guys are thinking but I think we definitely bring um, Treus to see uh, what's his fucking face Thumbus yeah, Thumbus. Yeah, Drell looks for Thumbus yeah. for sure because yeah. he was really worried about that guy <laughs> squirreling away. 
Thumbus is uh, tied up in one of the larger tents uh, Good. that they had set up. <laughs> and this is clearly like their temporary HQ. And you walk inside this massive tent and there's a table, has a map on there. Looks like a bunch of people trying to plan on how to save the city, um, put out the fires. You see somebody else uh, going through like a list of damages. And Atreus is talking to his own men, and you see Thumbus tied up in a chair, and he's still sneezing. He goes, "Hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you! Can someone blow my goddamn nose? Oh, oh, I swear, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you!" Drell acts like he doesn't see him, and he like turns around to look for him, and he like hits him with the flat side of his um, um, sheathed. Uh, axe. Like, where's Thumbus? And he has a massive cartoon bump that just sprouts out the top of his head. <laughs> well, watch where you're swinging that thing. Watch where you're swinging that thing. I'm sneezing here. Yeah, I'm sneezing here. <laughs> Alright, anyways. What are you guys doing with Thumbus? Well, we're telling uh, Treus everything that happened in the house. So you catch Treus up to speed. You... From when you got, are you telling like everything from when you got to the city or just the grouse fight? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess pretty much I everything, I guess. Yeah, yeah like, I don't I really, thought... I don't feel like we have a reason not to just tell this guy right. everything. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's catch up. This is what went down in your fucking weird city. <laughs> Trace goes, he's looking, Trace looks at you and you fill him in on Groff and that you've slain him. He saw that you slain Yuri. You guys are sitting at a desk, and he's just gathering his thoughts. He's taking everything in. Treyas wakes up and goes, whoa. I want to say good job. I just wish we didn't get to this point. You know, once once the dead started overrunning the city, we just, these cultist members, ran. They all, they all bolted. It's like the undead attacked indiscriminately. But we saw once you destroyed the gem, they all fell and clearly controlled by Yuri. Thumbus, what? He needs to be punished, but he was brought into this. Was, I mean, he's a jerk, but he was brought into this in unforeseen circumstances. He didn't know any better. How could he? But judgment will come. Yeah, I don't know what I would, uh, would have done for my mom, too, but wow, Thumbus. Look around you, man. The city has taken not only a serious blow to the families that lived in the city, but unfortunately also lost its leadership. We don't have a mayor. The mayor didn't make it out of the city. Some time passes as you continue to talk to him, and some more plans get hashed out as morning turns into afternoon, and people start to move from the encampment and start to bring the city back, and you see a lot of the town's members start putting out the fires and you see the people that are left alive who are able to help start helping the city of Dilmore as a whole and trying to get everyone home and trying to rebuild what they have. What are you guys doing? So I guess Drell kind of looks at Menace and he, you know, kind of looks at Armos and, you know, for a split second he's, he's Realizing, you know, we just went through a lot of fucking shit over what the past day, 
maybe even two. And, um, yeah, I guess he looks at Armos and he says, Hey, so, I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, I know you got a lot of shit going on and, you know, I'm sure you got a lot on your mind, especially after what that thing was talking to you about. And, uh, he kind of looks at Menace and goes, and I know you guys got to talk about a lot of shit about what just happened. But I'm going to let you know right now. I will do what I need to do. In order to protect. My friends. Because my friends. Won't attack. You know. I, like I don't attack my friends. So. If you start attacking Menace. Or if you start attacking anyone else. That I think, think is close to me. Then, then we're going to have a problem, you, bro. <laughs> and it's like hugs Drell's leg. But he does pull in Armos as well. And he goes, but that doesn't mean that we won't try to help you get through this. All right. We'll try to figure out whatever the fuck's going on. And whoever the fuck you were trying to save. Because we'll it's do okay this together. you tried to kill me, Armos. I don't know I about that. All right, let's not let's not bring it that close. But I mean, we, <laughs> he's just like yeah. waterfalls up here. Wow, what a powwow moment this is. I mean, if I had a heart, it'd be touched. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we're uh, we're not willing to help you, Armos, and try to help you get through this shit. But if you I get to like- a point where there's no return, just just know I I'll do what I gotta do. <laughs> I appreciate that. I f- almost feels like a recovering drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> he just had an, a good a good intervention oh, no. with all the all his best of pals. Um, Trace is still there, right? Um, after that conversation, yeah. So you're still in the room with, with Trace, and he's Trace is like, so par- apparently the three of you do know each other, and I was right when I first met you. Yeah, good one. Nothing gets past you, Treus. And he, like, nudges Armos in minutes. Sick, dude. My faith has proven me correct again. And he's, like, just off his own. Treus, what do you know about Yuri? You seem to know who he was. Yuri and Groff have been terrorizing this town from the inside out for, for some time. Months. Little deviant plants here and there. So I, as we've discussed before, I knew some of the Red Guard, Red Guard members were not on the up and up. Some we had some double agents, some of them were cultist members. But to get the upper hand on their plans and try to get a step ahead, I knew I needed to take them out from their leaders. Because if I just arrest the guard, they're just gonna make a new plan. But the problem is, is that you had the supply all along. Yuri was right there, sitting right underneath your desk. So. Here's here's the problem. We don't have a lot of information about these blood shards. Just a lot of it is still a mystery. Although I am allied with Lord Baron and his quest for knowledge about these and for the greater cause of getting rid of them. I do know they cause chaos. They turn good men evil. They corrupt the righteous. I mean, even Queen... Queen Aramore herself is right for getting these off the streets. We just had, we just think it should be done differently. And when Yuri and Graf came into town, well, I, we knew of their names, but we had no descriptions. Some of my best men really relayed this information to me, and we worked together. 
a lot of the information came from Jubes herself. Where did you find the perfect gem that caused all this? Because it had to have been from a crazy source, and you had to have known the power if you put a protective spell over it all. One day, the guards came back from a call. There was word of a, an exchange of blood shards, and well, we had an anonymous tip. And when we went to go check on this uh, on this deal, there, well, there was a big fight, a big brawl. And everyone scattered, and we made some arrests. We unfortunately slain those who resisted, and some of them got away. And in the mist was this gem. Some time has passed that we learned about Yuri. Soon after that, we learned about Groff, and they were the masterminds behind getting shards, and all these deals were going down. And Well, once we had the main gem, the deal stopped happening, but there were attacks at night on the guild house, and it looks like they were trying to get this gem. So I put it in a protective rune, and that stopped these monsters from being summoned. But it was only a matter of time until somebody broke in to steal it. And well, that's when me and Dreams came up with a plan to steal it ourselves and get it to Lord Baron. Let me get this straight. So you're the the leader of <clears throat> this guard. Of the town of Dilmore, yes. And you have all of these bad red guards that killed all those people. A handful of red guards, yes. And the best way to to get this gem out of the city was with a group of five misfits. It was their method that was the best way. You have to you have to understand these these shards, these gems are sought out by a number of people: criminals, mercenaries, those who chase magic, those who just want to experiment people with evil intentions this has been proven to enhance their abilities yeah uh speaking of uh evil doers uh you know that uh yuri guy he could have left a lot of dangerous stuff in his house right we did get word that he was hiding in an abandoned town just south of here and well there are some rumors that there's dangerous beasts living in that town and he might have been using that as like protection um well the job is done the bluges are taken care of it sounds like and well we don't have an undead problem anymore now we just need to take care of our own but a deal is a deal and well are you still looking for passage by sea well we gotta take care of uh that uh uh, sack over there and Minus taps the bag on Drell. Dude, <laughs> got that wasn't the bag. Sorry, but we gotta take yeah. care of the, that thing uh, and I, bring it to... Uh, I think <clears throat> we'll take an IOU. Just give us like a IOU vouchers or something and so we you can have, use it when we're ready. You have my word. When the time comes and you need passage by sea, you go ahead and you send us a rook. Send us an owl. Send us a letter. Well, gentlemen, there's things I need to attend to, but it looks like you have uh, your own choice to make. I'll leave you three to it, and well, if you need anything else, you let me know. But for the time being, 
Once we get everything under control here at the camp and in the city, you are free to stay at the Red Guard Guild House and take rest for as long as you may need. So you, you are ready to travel again. Drugism like a like a nod. So we're gonna do a bit of a time skip now. So you guys have taken refuge at Red Guard Guild House. You are now staying there and you're getting your bearings together. You take your rest. All right, so I figure, um, so we all we all kind of like, you know, do what we do. I think Drell's, you know, he's pretty strong, so he's probably helping the city. Um, you know, he's probably helping like move shit and like clearing rubble and, and all that stuff. And uh, I think we all try to get together like at the end of the night, like around a fire, right? Definitely. I think we've kind of found our own spot somewhere. Like, kind of, I got a nice. Into a I got a nice, like, stoop, and uh, Drell's got a nice uh, couch that he's laying on. I've made Reginald a bed out of, like, twigs and feathers. And then uh, Minus has a nice uh, ottoman that he likes to lay on. Yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting oh. there, fire's going, end of the night. We're uh, talking about everything that's happened. And then the question comes up about what's our next step in the room goes silent. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, I think we've done everything we can do here. Um, you know, there's so much left to do moving forward. I don't, I'm not sure where we should go next. What do you think? Well, I think we definitely need to get these shards to the Sigic College. And I look at Armos. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean if anyone's gonna know what to do with this large because just walking around with this many blood shards is apparently extremely dangerous and I don't think it's a good thing and I think if anyone's gonna know what to do with them it would probably be Lord Baron I know what to do with them and uh, we can solve that problem right now no <laughs> I give your a devilish, book, devilish your, look <laughs> your book is not eating this bag of blood shards almost the the book is on the over the fireplace just glaring at drill <laughs> oh i gotta be honest drill i was really hoping you'd say that i i, I am dying to see cammy joe right okay. right guys i actually hope he's not there but yeah i guess we what? can try to go and see him sure we're that all, works. all like good friends with Kemi yeah you're joe, friends I with them for sure 100 percent. yeah yeah i yeah, am you're course. right yeah and you and arm armos so anyways what i'm thinking is why don't we go ahead and make our way i mean armus what do you think are you cool with going up to the sigic college said you're gonna love kemi joe so i feel like that's a pretty good but at the same time this yuri person has a lot of a lot of things going on and from what i was i was helping someone with a rebuilding a well earlier today and they said that there's another town that he may be in. And I feel like if he caused all this destruction, and I point to a hole up at the <laughs> up in the ceiling that's patched up with some just planks, then uh, what's uh, what's stopping him from doing it again? All right, listen up, everybody. I know I, I want to go fight like three-headed beasts as well and train and get tougher. And uh, there's there's stuff that we might want to take care of there. But I think we need to leave that to uh, our new friends. I never thought I'd say friends, but new friends at the 
Red Guard Guildhouse. And first thing we definitely need to take care of is getting these shards somewhere safer than they've been. Yeah. When when you said new friends and Red Guard, uh, I could see Reginald just like hacking up a furball. <laughs> no, he, but, he coughs up so, like a finger or two from eating that arm earlier. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't even want to eat this anymore. And he throws that like a decrepit hand from a few days ago. <laughs> it's like a ring that he he's like, oh, how'd that get there? <laughs> so what do you say? So what do you say, guys? Should we uh maybe head uh, to Lord Baron in the Sigic College? Yeah. I think that might be the best choice, at least for now. Look, cool. Wherever those blood shards go, I go. <clears throat> I mean, you guys, you guys, wherever I mean, you, you guys do go, realize, you I'm realize we're turning sweet them sweet in, sweet right? Sweet like sweet you're sweet no longer gonna be with them. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, totally, totally get it. Joel grips his axe. <laughs> no, I'm just fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Smooth like gravel, almost. Nailed it. All right. Awesome, that's our plan. And by the way, hey, Reginald. Yeah. I uh I kind of made you something. You know, I don't think we uh we ever had a proper like get together and uh you know hang out. But uh listen, I, I want you to know you're you're a true part of the gang, and I don't want you to ever forget that. So uh I made you this, and he pulls out uh, a patch he made from the green bandana that he took, <laughs> since we all have green bandanas. <laughs> he walks over, yeah, he walks over to Reginald, and uh, real quick, we've never kind of decided this, so I did want to decide this before I give this to Reginald, what our gang name was. I was thinking maybe something, it could be something simple like the oddballs or, oh gosh, something maybe with Armos. What? The band of blood shards? No? <laughs> what do we call the ourselves? The blood shard boys. <laughs> no, the blood shard bandits, dude. Blood yeah, shard bandits. The blood shard oh bandits. <laughs> so on okay. this patch is written the blood shard bandits. And then I think we pre this is premeditated and like we all take out our own bandanas and Minus ties his to his like left arm and his says uh, blood shard bandits and you guys put them wherever you want to put them and he writes he like takes this diamond like shard looking patch and sews it into his bandana that he stole from the duck. Reginald is holding the bandana in his hands and He's just looking straight down. You just see the top of his head. Yeah. This, this ugliest demon cry you've ever heard in your life. And he looks up at you and he has these big bulging bunny eyes. He goes, it means so much to me. And just a snot and drool and, and blood dripping from his eyes. And he just gives you like the biggest heartwarming hug. And when he finally lets go, there's just a ton of rabbit hair. All over you. <laughs> that was really sweet. But then I cocked my head and gross at the same time. <laughs> so, gentlemen, the blood shard bandits. Seems like the three of you have a goal and you want to head out to Sigic College. No, we were lying when we said that. We Psych. actually want to go south. Pull the fast one on you. We're going to go to the other town. 
We're heading south. We're actually going to the Red City. Um, uh, actually, we're gonna go to the fucking crater. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> That's where I'd like to go. already went one. back into the forest and jumped through that portal, so you guys yeah, got first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's where we're going, Tony. <laughs> Bloodshard Bandits, which I shall call you now. And that is your forever. group's name, forever and ever. A few days passed, and a few more days since that horrific night of the dead. After taking out the Fluge brothers, you three take a much-needed long rest at the Red Guard Guildhouse and settle into your own place. Over the next few days, the three of you restock on travel supplies and getting ready for your journey ahead. Do I get a cart? Do I get a new cart? You buy yourself a new cart. A brand yes. spanking new cart. So you restock on any travel supplies, rations, and equipment you may need. Spell components, even. Cup and of water? Next morning, cup of water <laughs> the next morning Damn it, three of you wake up fully rested you gather your things you eat a mighty breakfast almost even gives one of his famous speeches Woo! you approach the east gate and there you say your final goodbyes to your friends in Dilmore Leslie, Baldi, you Yama and Ulrich after your goodbyes you begin to walk down the road out of the city and under the warm mid-summer sun as you travel, the bittersweet moment turns somber as you silently remember those who have fallen over the past few days. Jubes, Burnsfield, Gretchen. Even that poor guard you bullied in Upper District when you were trying to break into Thumbus's house. Yeah, he's dead. He Good. Did. All right. As you remember your fallen friends, you remember the questions and loose ends left behind, such as what happened to Bandabaris? What did Yuri mean when he said, a girl? Can you fix the lantern that the shadow smugglers gave you? And lastly, maybe, just maybe, are the three of you over your heads with this quest? Bloodshot Bandits, this is where we will end this arc. It's level seven. And you guys, yeah. <laughs> you guys it's get level your level seven. six. Yeah, see, and after yes, level seven. all that, after the days have passed, you do indeed gain that seventh level. Oh, let's fucking Sick. go, dude. dude. What? Skip the level, didn't level to, seven. Didn't even get to use level six. Yeah, bro. Oh my god. I've been waiting for this moment. Fireball was awesome. But <laughs> so is amazing. Giving you guys we could definitely talk about this in the after show, but giving you guys the option to I wanted to give you the level six at a very key point in the story, only because I wanted to see what you would choose. In a pressing situation because you had a rest to get the level but we can talk about that in the after show everybody thank you for tuning into this session thank you for finishing out this arc episode 36 we'll be starting a fresh one guys uh oof. i'm feeling great i feel like we need to immediately start looking up how to make reginald plushies because he is just <laughs> bedazzled like crazy, and I want one. <laughs> yes. You made his... I, I was it. not expecting that. I was not expecting that. I think I cried a little bit. I think I shed a tear. I'm not going to lie. Me personally. With a little, with a little shard patch? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You, you weren't even thinking about it when I said I picked up that bandana, no, did you? No, I was not. I was not. Was that on the fly, or did you think about that ahead of time? The second you said the bandana was on the floor, it's like, I'm giving this to Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh... 
All right, yo, boyos. Listen, thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Check out the links down below. And uh, anybody got anything to say before we say goodbye? Uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys hanging out through two arcs. It's been pretty awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Been a lot of, you know, it's been a lot of combat episodes, but I think there's been a lot of like, um, you know, drama filled RP episodes as well, which is always really got a nice balance of both. You know, not not a lot of combat happened in the beginning of this arc and then it quickly went to shit. (laughs) Uh, sure did. Sure (laughs) fucking did. Guys, check out the links if you haven't checked out the links. And be sure to stay tuned for the Humbrae's Hero shoutouts. We love you. Thanks for watching. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. And we'll see you next week. Bye. See you in Arc 3. Arc 3. It's time to shout out a lovely Patreon supporter, starting with the Sigic College alumni. First up, we have Ulrich Shieldust, representing the three Ds. Dangerous. Dedicated and dapper. When Ulrich forges a suit of armor, it's like watching Couturier Luca Mosca himself tailor John Wick's suit. Practical and fashionable. Our newest college alumni is Alara Dawnstar. Do you hear that? No? That's because monks of the astral cranes of the Ivory Copper Mountains don't make sounds when they strike. Legends say when Alara is done working out, the gym takes a break. They also say that Alara could do a push-up in a sit-up position. Oh, you feel that breeze? That's just Alara practicing her kicks three miles away. Moving on to Humbrea's heroes. First up, we have Pascal Elliott, AKA Charcoal Darts. She is the wild magic artist of D&D 404. She recently just started messing around with conceptual art actually, and put a banana on a wall, which sold to a gorilla for many rubles. Next up, we have Man with Glass with a five-star wanted level, as it is confirmed that Man with Glass has been stealing all the alchemist beakers in Humbrea. His master plan is to crush the competition and seize a monopoly in the alchemy market. Do you know Artemis? Of course you do. Artemis is the best bouncer in all of Humbrea, who was just recently hired at a famous club in the city of Aramor, upholding its strict rules and dress code. His signature phrase when he's working is, no shirt, no shoes, then no kneecaps. Joshua Weaver, famous bag maker, had given me a gift. Recently, he weaved me a nice carpet. Unlucky for me, it was magical and now it won't stop talking to me. Luckily, one day we did get into a fight and the rug left claiming he was tired of being walked all over. Last is Alex Dredd. So badass, his theme song is just a bunch of gunshots firing into the wind. Fun fact, they like to work out legs eight times a week. Favorite activity, boxing bugbears. And his favorite food is justice. Double portion. Thanks for listening, everybody. And if you want to be shouted out at the end of each episode, go ahead and click that Patreon link down below. And we'll see you next time. Bye!